if you had to fuck two people with a combined age of 30, how old would they be? Ooh, okay. Um, Ayo, what's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Low High Trips. Today, we have a very special episode ahead of us. It's essentially the 10th episode, and we are going to be doing a Q&A. So essentially, what I've done is that I posted an Instagram story on my personal Instagram account asking my family members and friends if they do have any questions for me. So without fur- without blah, blah, blah. without any further ado, let's go. And we're going to kickstart the episode from a question from the best cousin in the world, my favorite cousin of all time, Vinny. So she's asking, what do you consider a perfect Sunday lunch? Okay. Alright, I don't want to be anal or anything about this, but the thing is that I rarely have Sunday lunch. I typically have very early morning Sunday breakfast and Sunday tea time preceded by a very heavy Sunday dinner. I think that's just a thing uh, within my family. Like, we typically just rest and be lazy at home all day during lunch. So, to tweak your question a little bit, uh, Vinny, if you allow me to do that, I will answer what's a perfect Sunday tea time for me or brunch. I don't know if that's considered brunch. Anyway, I reckon a good cup of caffeine is necessary. Like, I typically consume a solid cup of, say, coffee or tea. Typically, coffee, to be honest, on a Sunday uh, tea time. To get straight to the point, I would say a large cup of Malaysian Chinese coffee with an array of kuis. And for listeners that are not too familiar with what kuis are, according to Wikipedia, koi is a bite-sized snack or dessert commonly found in Southeast Asia. Uh, I would highly recommend you to Google it and have a look at the um, the photos of what kois are because they are life-changing. So either that or a large cup of soy flat white extra hot with pastries because I absolutely love pastries. Uh, fun fact, my favorite cup is bread. And yes, I would pick that over rice slash pasta slash noodles. Yes, sue me. Okay, next question. And the next question is by Kokyong, who said, Bruh, what inspired you to do podcasts? Well, Kokyong, if you listen to my previous episodes, you would have an answer by now. But okay, on a serious note, what really inspired me to do this podcast is essentially for me to just break my insecurity with my voice. I'm extremely insecure by my voice and how I'm perceived by other people. Like, I'm really afraid of making mistakes. I'm afraid of not being perfect. And it's funny because that means that I'm afraid of being myself then because I will never be perfect. I've always planned to do something with, you know, like with a podcast, with YouTube, any creative expressions in general. But the thing is that I'm always insecure about not being perfect with my art. But the funny thing is that art is never perfect in the first place. So what I've done is that I just got so sick of planning, so sick of waiting, so sick of trying to be perfect and so sick of trying to, you know, improvise myself to the point where I'm ready. Um, to publish something and I know that I would never be ready. So that's the reason why I started off doing my podcast. And as you can see as well, from the first few episodes, it was very raw. Like I clearly had no idea how to record um, a proper episode in the sense of like the technicalities of it or the technical side of it. And even right now, to be honest with you, I'm still learning every single step of the way. I'm, I still have no idea how to record a proper episode and stuff like that. But hey, we all learn. We got to start somewhere, right? Thank you for asking that question, Kokyong. And next question. And the next question is by Sang. Sango Mango, aka East Clicks on YouTube. 
YouTube. YouTube. Alright, Sang has two questions for me. The first one is a serious question. How would you define success and what keeps you motivated? Wow, good question. Um, oh, that's a really good question. It caught me by surprise, to be honest, um, considering that I didn't think about that question before recording this. I would probably say success is subjective. Okay, but on a serious note, right? I don't know. To me, it's really simple. Like, I do not have a specific objective measure to define success, especially with my podcast. I mean, I'm just going to assume that, you know, when you mention success, you are referring to this podcast rather than my life in general. So I'll probably say that, you know, as long as I know that my podcast is uh, generating or delivering a significant positive impact in people's lives, no matter how minor, no matter how small the scale is, you know, ranging from a listener taking away, um, you know, like a life lesson from my life experiences to a complete stranger just playing my podcast in the background when they're not having their best day, you know, just to make themselves feel less lonely or to make themselves feel like there's somebody there to accompany them, you know, journeying their life with them. I don't have any smart goals at the moment, no goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant or timely because of the fact that, you know, at the moment I'm still, you know, taking it one step at a time just to see how it goes instead of attaining or, or sort of like applying all these goals in my head because in the end of the day, what keeps me motivated is pretty much innate. It's not uh, exactly like, like, like a measure that I have which keeps me, uh, keeps me driven. Essentially, I'm doing this because I want to. It's as simple as that because I feel like it benefits me and I'm hoping that it benefits other people as well. To me, like I said, it benefits me because it really pushes me out of my comfort zone. It throws me into deep end of the swimming pool, right? And I have to just learn how to swim. Like for example, right now, as I'm answering a question, I'm just like, oh shit, what if I'm, you know, going way too long with this question? I mean, going way too long with this answer. So you see what I mean? Like I'm extremely self-conscious about how I answer everyone's questions as well because that's just how I'm programmed to be, at least from what I know so far. But yeah, to answer your question, long story short, at the moment, there's no measure for me to define success at the moment. And what motivates me is my desire to self-develop myself. And the next question by Sang. If you had to fuck two people with a combined age of 30, how old would they be? Ooh. Okay, um, first of all, thank you Sang for making this episode completely explicit and are you trying to deport me? Are you trying to get me deported? I would say, or I'm just trying to be smart about this, okay Sang? I would say I would fuck a 30-year-old woman and is it possible for me to, to, to fuck like sperm? Because they're technically like 0 years old, so 30 plus 0 is 30. I don't know if I'm completely evading your question or I'm being very smart with your question, you tell me. But yes, I will lock in my answer by saying that I would fuck a 30-year-old woman and a 0-year-old sperm. Yes, I'll lock my answer. So 30 plus 0 equals to 30. Thank you for that question. Alright, shout out to East Clicks on YouTube. Go check his videos out. Super chill. I love his videos. Sang is an absolute OG. We've met last year. We were by the pier at Docklands and we started talking about, you know, like his YouTube channel and my desire to start a podcast slash YouTube channel. 
And yeah, here we are. So thank you for, you know, inspiring me by showing me that, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Just do what you want to do as long as you want to do it in terms of creative expression. So shout out to you, Sang. Next question by Esther Chi. Esther Dangerous Chi. If you could live as anyone in the world for a day, who would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, I'm just going to answer your question in two ways. One fictional, one non-fictional. So a fictional character that I like to be would be Rick from Rick and Morty because he would be an absolute blast, an absolute adventure to just travel to different timelines, you know, to, to just mess with myself. I, I think that's what I want to do. If I can travel to like different timelines, I would mess with all the different errands in the world or errands in the worlds just to see how I am, just to see how I interact with myself. That'll be fun. For a non-fictional character or a non-fictional human being, oh, it's, it's difficult. Many people, to be honest. I'll probably say Kanye West, in all honesty. Yeah, you know what? I'll just Kanye West because of the fact that currently I'm waiting for Kanye West to drop his new album Donda. I would love to be in his position to see like what he's actually doing behind the scenes. Like is he just mucking about or is he just like messing around or like what's truly going on in his life. And you know it'd be interesting to see like a celebrity's life as well like somebody like Kanye West just to see like if his life is truly super normal like everyone else or is his life just completely bizarre that we can't even begin to empathize you know what I mean. And yeah, thanks for the question, Esther. Um, Black Rhinos for life. Skirt, skirt. The next question is by Mag. When will Mag be a featured artist on this project? Anytime, Mag. Anytime. Name the place. Name the time. I'll be there. We'll record an episode. We'll smash it out. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Slide into me DMs and we'll arrange an episode after lockdown, of course. Dan Andrews. Yo, you know what to do, Dan Andrews. Let's get on the beers. And the next question is by Mikey Chat. Pizza with pineapple or without? With pineapple, any time of the day. Yes, sue me, you know, put me in jail, whatever. I must admit that I do enjoy pineapples on a pizza. I think it gives it that, you know, that citrusy, soury tang to it. You know, sometimes pizza can be a little bit too umami with the cheese, with the whatever ingredients that you have on top of it. And I think like pineapple gives it that really refreshing kick. You know what I mean? Much like, you know, sometimes how you want to clean your palate when you're eating something. I feel like the pineapple cleans your palate for you to enjoy the umami flavors of the pizza better in the next bite. So yeah, that's that. Thank you for asking Mikey Chats. Moving on to the next question by Francis. Which way does the toilet paper end stick out? Towards the wall or away from the wall? Um, I've always put my toilet paper, like when it's hanging out, it's hanging towards me instead of hanging closer to the wall, if that makes sense. I think that's the right way to go about it. So Francis is telling me that there is a right and wrong answer. And my answer, and I'll lock it in, is that the toilet paper is hanging away from the wall, meaning it's hanging closer to me. I think that makes more practical sense. So yeah, I don't know, Francis, like you tell me. Like, okay, if I answer it correctly, coffee's in you. But if I answer it wrongly, I'm more than happy to pay for your coffee the next time. Alrighty, thank you for the answer, my guy. Next question by soon-to-be Dr. Onraya. And this is a pretty intense one. 
Throughout our lives, there will always be something that we fear. With life experience, some might overcome their fear, but some of those fears remain and even amplified. What is your current biggest fear? Oof, Dr. Onraya. Oh man, I, ooh, this is a, ooh. <laughs> you know what, I'm just gonna be vulnerable off the top of my head right now without thinking too much. I would say my biggest fear at the moment is the fear of failure. Um, I'm currently seeing a counselor slash psychotherapist and we've, we're currently discussing that as well. And it really sounds like, you know, my fear of failure stemmed from my childhood, a childhood trauma. But yes, I would say fear of failure in the sense of not being good enough. And it's funny because being good enough or not being good enough in the end of the day is a measure constructed by me. It's a very subjective measure constructed by me, which sometimes is completely unattainable because there is no measure to be good enough in the first place. Like I do not have like a specific measure. I do not have like, oh, if I'm earning $100,000 per year, that means I'm good enough. Yay. I don't have that at all. So I'm constantly like, oh man, I'm not good enough. And then I think like, okay, what does good enough mean? And I'm like, I don't have anything that would determine if I'm good enough. So I'm just constantly beating myself up with no goal. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, um, thanks for asking that question on. I'll probably reflect on that quite a bit. Very good question. And yes, I do hear you. 100% we will make a podcast episode in the future when we're both ready. I will be more than happy to pick your brains. You know what I mean? <laughs> to pick your brain. All brains because it's the left and right side, right? And yeah, all the best for your doctorate program on. You're an absolute beast of an intellectual one of the most hardworking person I know in my life. Keep going at it and you're a real one, you know, an absolute OG. Okay, moving on to the next question by Anonymous. Oof, okay. If you could choose a superpower as well as a weakness that comes with the superpower, what would it be and create a narrative out of it? That's an interesting one. Off the top of my head, I'll probably say the superpower that I would want is the ability to understand. So just to elaborate on it a little bit, I'll probably say like, for example, if I'm looking at an object or a human being or an animal, I would automatically be able to understand the history, the characteristics, the personalities, the likes and dislikes, the way this object or human being function as well as the way it processes things in the world. So in other words, I completely understand this thing. Like for example, if I see a human being, I'll be like, ah, I understand your entire existence. I understand and I can see your entire childhood trauma and basically everything that defines you as a human being or even an object. Like the moment I see an object, I know the history of it. I know how it came about. I know how it functions, I know what's its weakness, how much weight it can carry, how much resistance it can um, hold, and just everything like that. I think that's just something very personal to me. Like I've, I have this really strong desire to understand everything and everyone. And one weakness that I can think about is, yeah, it would easily dilute the desire that I have to understand. Because imagine the fact that whenever I see anything and anyone, I immediately am able to understand everything and everyone. And because of that, there is no curiosity anymore. Like the, the strongest, uh, one of the strongest traits, you know, of my, I wouldn't say personality, I'll probably say like 
characteristics i don't know anyhow it would completely just dilute that and even diminish that to a certain extent if i know everything and everyone there is no curiosity because there's nothing more for me to know there's nothing more for me to understand there's nothing more for me to learn so i think that's a truly dark timeline for me in all honesty like if i can choose to have that superpower it would sound so tempting at first but after having it for you know in, even in a matter of a couple of days or weeks it would just completely remove my life purpose i don't know i don't know if you would call it life purpose but yeah at least that's how i see it you know with, with the things that i do i typically just strive to understand thank you for the question i really appreciate it all right moving on to the next question or statement by by Eugene Cheng, aka Eugis.com. What? So Eugene said, Messi to PSG. Yeah, bruh. What the hell is that? Honestly, that's crazy, man. What the hell? Never in my life would I thought that Messi would transfer to PSG for free in my timeline. You know, like maybe it was like a parallel universe or something, or FIFA, or football manager, or whatever it is. Like, you know, that, that could be real, but. I think it's a very exciting time that we're living in, but everything is just so inflated. It's crazy. Welcome to um, Inflation Nation. Thanks for the answer, Eugene's, and congratulations on your marriage. Anyhow, next question by Ken Lim, aka Mr. Bin. Why do girls talk to guys halfway and suddenly disappear? What the hell, Ken? Why are you asking me this? Like, how do I know? I think it's a question best reserved for a female or females. So what I would do on your behalf is that I would ask the females that would be featured on my podcast in the upcoming few episodes, however many episodes, this question, and yeah, you can tune into it. Anyhow, shout out to Ken. Um, he's currently having a side business called Fabry Theory. If you are in Penang, Malaysia, go check him out on Instagram and Facebook. I believe he's on Facebook as well. It's called Fabry Theory. Yep, go check him out. And with that, we come to the last question by Servin. If you can restart your life, what would you do differently? Once again, a very interesting question. Thank you for asking to give more context and put a bit of a disclaimer. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you know what I mean. I would not go back in time to change significant events in my life, no matter how unpleasant they were, because I feel like they are necessary for my character development. So in other words, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without those negative or significant negative experiences, right? Could be completely traumatizing, could be the worst things that happened in my life and, you know, it's an extremely difficult period slash periods of my life. But I wouldn't do a thing to change them. Um, however, to answer your question, if there's one thing that I could do differently is to go back in time and remind myself that nobody gives a shit about anything about you because of the fact that i've always struggled with self-doubt i've always struggled with self-confidence i've always struggled with perfectionism i've always planned more than i do and i think that has crippled my life more than anything or anyone else in the world so yes if i could restart my life one different thing that i would do is to do more and plan less in that sense because i feel like i plan way too much i do too little and i think one thing that i'll do differently it's more mentally where i would really carry this mindset where nobody gives a shit nobody gives a shit about what you're doing you know if you want to do it do it don't stop 
and think, oh, what if people think uh, about this when I'm doing that? What if people say this? What if, who, does, who the hell gives a shit, man? Who gives a shit? Nothing is stopping you. Nothing is stopping you from expressing your creativity or expressing your life desires. Of course, in a legal manner, through any platforms at all. The only thing stopping yourself, or in this case, myself, is me. No one has stopped me from pursuing my dreams. No one has stopped me or crippled me more than myself. <sighs> yes, long story short, if there's one thing that I could do differently, Savin, it's the way I approach life. It's the way I approach personal projects that I have for myself. It's the way I approach friendships. It's the way I approach my family. What I would do differently is that I would be more candid with myself. I would be more candid with other people. That doesn't mean that I don't live my life candidly. I've always practiced open and transparent communication or even straightforward communication with people, you know, like saying what you mean and meaning what you say. However, sometimes I feel like before I say what I mean, I do wait for the perfect time to do it. I always do that. I always wait for the absolute perfect time to do something. For example, if I want to express, you know, how thankful I am for a certain friendship, I don't just express it on the spot um, by being spontaneous and just immediately expressing it. Sometimes I wait until, you know, like for example, that person's birthday, where I would wish the person happy birthday and then I'll proceed to send like a long message stating how I appreciate the friendship that I have with the person. But I think if there's one thing that I could do differently is that I would express whatever that comes to my mind with less filter. So I don't wait for the perfect time, I just express it whenever I feel like it. So in other words, being more impulsive, being more spontaneous, going with the flow. Thank you for asking that question, Servian. I think it's very interesting. Um, everyone, go check out her Instagram account called Hungry Potato. I'll leave links of everyone that I talked about in this description, you know, for everything that I have um, gave shout outs to. Um, go check them out. They're all amazing people, very wholesome, positive influencers everywhere. Good vibes only. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. I'm really hoping that my answers are not too here, there and everywhere because of the fact that I did not write a script for this, nor do I write scripts for any of my episodes at all. So it's really off the top of my head. Like I said, I'm trying to be more spontaneous, trying to be more impulsive, trying to be more candid, just being okay with making mistakes or being okay with not having the perfect answer. You know, like for example, my answer could completely change probably five minutes after recording this episode, right? Like, I'll be like, oh man, yes, that's my answer. Uh, I didn't think about it. I should have, I should I say that? Oh no, I should I say this and that? Should I re-record the whole episode? No, shut up. <laughs> you have recorded it. You're going to post this. And everyone, I just want to say, I really appreciate all the support, all the kind words, all of the people that has reached out to me, telling me how my podcast has brought them, you know, a significant life impact one way or another, uh, hopefully a positive one. I truly appreciate you reaching out to me. And I just want to let you know that you are making a significant positive impact on my life by doing that. So I just want to thank you for the external validation. It means a lot to me. <laughs> Let's be honest, external validation feels good sometimes. But as long as we don't depend on it like a crutch, it's all good to go. As long as that's not your only motivation in life, you know, because why rely on external validation when you can rely on internal validation? Validate yourself. 
on a serious note, I, I feel like I'm just going completely off track right now. Once again, I just want to say thank you for listening. This is Aaron, your host. Until next time, stay high, stay low, stay hydrated, stay safe. See you all in the next episode. Bye. Oh, my throat is so dry, man.